Well, first of all, I want to thank Pastor Rachel for choosing me to be a part of this process. Um, you know, she told us, she invited several people and said we're going to have a, a little meeting about what we're going to do over the Christmas season. And I walked into that meeting upstairs, and as soon as she told me what we were going to do, I immediately heard the Holy Spirit tell me what I was going to do. You know, it's sort of like I knew before I got there. And, uh, well, the Holy Spirit knew before he got there. He just didn't want to burden me with that vast of information. Anyway, so I thought this is a, a powerful way to do the Christmas season, talking about the different gifts. Um, and, and I hope that you got a chance to hear the first two two weeks ago because Emily Shaw and Trina McCarty just knocked it out of the park. They did a wonderful job, powerful job. I loved hearing Emily's uh, discussions about um, her dealing with her children and uh, child rearing and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then Trina, wow, um, talking about the, the struggle with her mom, her disease, and, and, and then her death. And it touched me particularly because my mom just died a few months ago. And so um, I could understand. It, it also, I also understand, and I hope you understood part of what she was saying, is if, you, if your parent or your, the person close to you is a believer, that really makes it a whole lot better. I mean, it's, it's, it's the ones that aren't that we have to really pray for and, and worry about. But anyway, that was just, it was awesome. Um, but luckily, I got probably the easiest topic uh, to talk about, and um, uh, you know, I, I was a little leery about it when, when the Holy Spirit first told me. But at the same time, I, He's prepared me in a lot of ways to do this. Um, but my topic is uh, marriage, and like I said, it's a pretty simple topic. Not too much to to talk about there for the most part. Um, and you and you know, you might. Um, um, wonder about my qualifications for marriage um and and you know the, the i kind of laugh about it now but you know i've been married uh this year uh about a little over 40 years um unfortunately um three of those marriages ended in divorce uh so you had broken marriages and broken hearts and um so i really at at that point in my life, I said, you know, this is not, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be a part of, of my marriage anymore. Um, I feel like that God has, has, is leading me in a different, different direction. And he did. He, he led me in a whole different direction because um, he brought me here to this church. And, and I, you know, there's a whole roundabout story of how I got here. But I remember coming to this church and, and, um, the really uh, amazing part was that when I first came here, I didn't like this church. Um, I really kept looking. I'd go home from here and I'd start looking through the, through the uh, yellow pages. What's another church in this town? You know, it's got to be something better than this. I'll tell you. Uh, I really didn't like the pastor. I'll tell you. Uh, and and I kept coming back. You know, I don't understand exactly why I kept doing that, but I kept coming back to this church, and um, eventually uh, things began to change. 
And I also had decided that I was going to stay single the rest of my life. I was just going to come here, kind of settle down, enjoy the rest of my years, and, and, um, and that, that's what I was going to do. And, and I would really, when I came here, not only was I looking for a church, but I was hungry for God. You know, so I really was looking for someone or some place that I could, build, I could feel fed and, and feel, feel growth and have all those kind of different things grow in my life. Um, so when I came here, that's kind of what happened. And, you know, you, you, you talk about the Holy Spirit, and I, and I really, that's sort of the emphasis of what I want to talk about today. It's not so much marriage, and we'll talk about that, but the emphasis is that the Holy Spirit will lead you in the direction you need to go if you just listen. Listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say to you. Anyway, so I, um, I was coming to church here, and one Sunday morning, I was standing right back there, walked into the church, and um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me again. And I mean literally spoke to me this time. And I saw this person standing down here by the front of the church, and the Holy Spirit said, you're going to marry that woman. I didn't think that was a good opening line, so <laughs> I kind of held back a little bit, you know, because this was kind of a weird church anyway, so I knew that there was a lot of weird stuff went on, but I didn't think I was really ready for that or that she was ready for that at that particular time. Anyway, things kind of progressed, and, and things went on, and um, eventually, um, 10 years ago, this last November, we got married. And I knew at that time that, that marriage was something different to me. Um, I can tell you, and, and I, you know, I don't want to go into all the gory details of the befores, um, but I was happy because I was doing what I wanted to do. Um, I did what I thought was right in my life for Terry, and I expected everybody else to make me happy. And uh, you saw how well it worked out. Um, and, I, and I decided that, you know, something had to change here. Well, the Holy Spirit was telling me it's got to change in you first. Oh, wow, that's hard to do. Um, anyway, so um, I came back here, um, had that opening experience, and so I had to begin to do what the Holy Spirit was telling me to do. I brought these packages here, or this package here, because it sort of symbolizes what I'm talking about. It symbolizes the season, of course. But it symbolizes a little bit what I'm talking about. This is, this is kind of the Holy Spirit, this big box. Inside that box is another box. Not any better than the outer box. It's just different, okay? This is the Holy Spirit to me. <clears throat> and this is what comes when you follow the Holy Spirit. It's another gift, it's something that it's better than you ever thought it could be. It's greater than you ever thought it to be. So the second part of the gift led me here, led me to a, a, a meaningful marriage, not just a marriage of convenience for me, but a meaningful marriage. And then that marriage led us into, and it becomes a us then, and those of you who have been to our marriage group, you don't have to raise your hands, um, 
you talk, we talk about usness. It's a new personality that comes into your marriage. Usness is no longer me. It's no longer Rennie. It's us. And I could give you a lot of examples of that, but you'll have to come to the marriage thing to find out. Um, but it, it's, it's a new focus. You know, what does us like to do? What does, where does us like to go? And what does us like to eat? It's a whole different outlook. It was a great, big, pers- new perspective for me. So in order to prepare for this marriage group, we had to go to some training uh, down at Christian City Fellowship for several months. And um, I remember when we first walked into that training, I said, hmm, um, Rennie, she's asking us some really personal questions. Let's just not answer all those real personal ones. Let's kind of stay away from that. Let's talk about the generalities and all that. And she said, no, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it completely, totally. We're going to have to get down and dirty. And I said, oh, I don't know. I've never, I've never exposed that much of myself to so many different, to many different people. And we began to do that. And what a growth it, it was um, because I, I dropped away some of these uh, shells that I had. Anyway, um, I remember in one of our first marriage groups on one of our very first nights, um, Rennie be- began to tell us about me, talk about me. And you're not supposed to do that. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to talk about you. But anyway, she said, you know, sometimes when Terry gets mad... He puffs up, puffs up like an old toad. Well, that made me mad. <laughs> I puffed up like an old toad uh, then. And, um, and you know what? She was right. I do do that. And, and that's, that's one of my little defenses. And, and I don't like it, but I do it. And I even did it yesterday. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I just toad, you know, got an old toad mode into me. And... and um, <laughs> It just comes out, you know, and, and it, but, you know, as time goes on and as you understand and, and see these things in your marriage and in you, really, because you're, you're 90% of that marriage or 100%, really, um, you, you begin to see, that's really crazy. You know, what am I doing? You know, I always heard people say, pick your battles. Well, there's no battles to pick. Why would you pick a battle? Don't pick battles. Pick peace. Pick joy. Back away from it. If it makes you mad... Hey, so what? Be a toad for a minute and then, and then move on. You know, don't, you know, it, fights and, and arguments and disagreements in marriage are just 99% you because your feelings are hurt and somebody's not taking care of you like you thought they should. My mother did a whole lot better job, but still, you know, that's, that's a toad moment, you know, when you start thinking those kind of things. Anyway, so we um, moved through some of these painful things, and as the Holy Spirit began to strip away some of this stuff from me, um, and I really can't speak for any because, I, I mean, I know that she has some issues that she talked about, and I know that, sh- that, that she works on those, and I work on mine, and that's the way it has to be. I can't work on hers as much as I'd like to. You can't do that. Mark one eleven is a is a really good scripture. I'm going to read it to you. It says, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. We've always realized that, you know, God's talking about Jesus. He's coming up out of the water. He's talking about Jesus. But you know, God says that about you. God says, Terry is my son whom I love with Terry. I'm well pleased. 
You know, you've got to be able to put your name into this scripture sometimes to, to get the, the powerful movement and to get the personal movement of what it's all about. And in James, oh, I love this. James 1, 19 through 21. Let me get back over to it. Okay. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. But continue on. Because human anger does not produce, I said the continue on part, that was my interpretation there. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Have you ever said, uh, this is a quote. I really said some positive things during that ranting outburst yesterday. No, 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 there's not going to be anything positive come out of a ranting outburst. I, I, it's just not going to work that way. But you know, as we travel through our daily life, <clears throat> some roads we travel on have potholes in them. Okay? And those potholes, if they don't get taken care of, they're going to grow and grow, and, and they're going to become uh, more and more stumbling blocks for you as you go down that road. You know, you're going to get so angry so frustrated at focusing on those potholes that you're going to go to work angry, you're going to come home angry, you're going to talk to everybody in a bad, you're in a bad mood because those potholes are irritating the snot out of you. You know what? God's word can tell you how to get rid of those potholes. And you know what that is? Take a different road. God has a new route. If you'll listen to the Holy Spirit, you won't be going over those potholes. You'll be going over a brand new route, and that route is going to take you in a better to a better place. You're going to be in a better mood. You're going to treat people better. You're not going to be angry all the time. And, I, and, and, and that's my goal today is to, to help you understand that God has a new place for you to go, a new route for you, if you'll just listen to the Holy Spirit. And, and what I learned in my life is going to help me learn to take care of my kids, like Emily was talking about. It's going to help me learn to mourn in a, in a more positive, godly way. And most of all, it's going to help me in my marriage, in my relationships, my job, my whatever it is, to, to be a better Christian person instead of just a person. So listen to the Holy Spirit and, and the things that, that are your daily life, not just the Sunday morning stuff, but your everyday kind of stuff. And I guarantee you, your life's going to have a lot fewer of the toad moments, and you're going to have a whole lot more of the victories. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for the Holy Spirit that gives us guidance and hope and joy and peace and all those things that come to us if we follow your love and follow your direction. And Lord, it's not only listening to the Holy Spirit, it's being obedient to the Holy Spirit. We thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Terry, for sharing that awesome, awesome word on marriage. So good. I pray that the Holy Spirit shows us when we are being in toad mode. You notice he didn't want the Holy Spirit to show him when Rennie was being in toad mode, when he is being in toad mode. I feel like that's going to stick with me. I'm praying for it to stick with me. I don't want to be in toad mode. Amen. 
Um, thank you again, Terry. Um, right now we're going to um, have the opportunity to give financial gifts. So we're continuing in the theme of gifts. If you need a pen or an envelope, you can raise your hand and one of our ushers will give you one. And please help me welcome Pastor Jan as she comes to share. Good morning. Well, it's all about gifts, so I brought a gift. So um, I know you're working on Christmas shopping and all of that. And I'm wondering, do you remember whose birthday it is that this party is all about this month? Yeah, it's not your kid's birthday. It's not your wife's birthday. It's not your husband's birthday. It's not your parents' birthday. It's his birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. So... It's his birthday. It's his party. So you celebrate him and bring him gifts. So I brought a gift. Have you got your gift for Jesus yet? That's good. I got mine right here. This is what Jesus wants for Christmas. I spoke with him this morning. He told me this is what he wants. He wants me. He wants me. For his Christmas gift. And he told me to tell you that he wants you for Christmas. Now, it's his birthday party all month long. You need to get him a gift. And this is the gift he wants. He just wants you. He he doesn't care how you come. He just wants you. And then he has all that Holy Spirit stuff to tell you. So you just give yourself to Jesus this Christmas, and then he'll take care of the rest. And then we also get to give uh, offerings. You know, these lights didn't just turn on every month. <laughs> Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get to give tithes and offerings. And really, that's another gift God gives to us because he set up the whole tithe system because that's how he uh, releases all the blessings onto us. And pours them out onto us. So now you get a chance to tithe. And then once you've paid all your bills, you can give over and above your tithe. So it's a great time right now. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you that um, this month is all about you. And thank you that you don't want anything super-duper expensive from us. You just want us. I pray that we will give you us. And um, I thank you for this offering time where we get a chance to participate in your whole system, your whole financial system, which is the best one I ever heard about. And so I thank you for the givers today, and I thank you for the ones who are going to learn to give. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And as our ushers are passing the offering plates, I have a few things I'd like to share with you that you might like to know. Amen. God is good. Has he given to you? Yes, he does all the time, and we have the opportunity to give to him. Are you new to TRC? If you are, if this is your first time, or maybe it's your hundredth time, and you just say, today I want to learn more about the church. I want to uh, get some questions answered, or maybe get some answers to some questions I didn't even know I had. Well, today is your day. We'd love for you to stay right after the service for our Newcomers Fellowship. Join us in the children's building right outside these double doors to learn more about our church, which could be your church. It only takes 30 minutes, and we'll provide chips and salsa so you don't get hungry, and children are welcome. Also like to let you know that this Wednesday, December 18th, will be our last Youth Life Night of the Year. And everybody say, 
Aww. At least all of our youth anyway, right? Each of our children and youth classes will have Christmas parties this week, so please check your bulletin for details on each of these parties. Speaking of uh, special events, we hope you'll join us for our special family Christmas service next Sunday, December 22nd. A nursery will be available for babies through two years old, but all others will be here in the worship center. Our big kids, those beginners in God, who are ages two to five years old, have been working on a song for the family Christmas service. They will have a short practice, short practice, immediately following the service today in our worship center. It will only take about five minutes, so we invite parents to wait before picking up your child. Let them practice their song, and then they'll be released to you. These are just a few of the things that are going on here at the Remnant Church. We hope you'll read through your bulletin, stay up to date by checking our TRC social media, and stay up to date on all that's going on with your church family. Amen? Awesome. Thank you so much, Quentin, for keeping us up to date and so we can know all the things that are happening and going on. Um, So we've gotten to hear from our first guest speaker today. We got to hear from Terry Robertson. And now I'm so excited and happy and honored to announce our next guest speaker. She's She's from right here. This is her home, but she's been gone for a while, and now she's joining us today. Please help me welcome Sincerity Holmes as our next guest speaker. Thank you so much. Awesome. Isn't it great that we get to be in the house of the Lord today, and we get to celebrate and speak about God freely, which is something that is to be praised. Um, I would like to start saying by thank you to the wonderful pastors here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to come and share the word and what's on my heart and the gift that I received this season. So I thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to stand before you and talk today or preach today. Um, Like they said, my name is Sincerity and I've been gone for a little bit for about a year now. And just to explain that, I've been at this institute. It's called Texas Bible Institute in Columbus, Texas. And that's where Discovery Camp is in the summer and then Country Camp where all of our national women's retreats and things like that are. I went there for school for about eight months in in August, in September actually, is when I went for their discipleship program. And that's where we build firm foundation on who God called us to be and who... um, and what the calling that he placed on our life is. And then in the spring, I went to their leadership program, and that's where I really learned how to be a leader and what God has placed inside of me to grow. And so I did that for eight months. And then after that, I went back to their summer staff. So I got to see all the kids, which is awesome, at at the Discovery Camp, and I got to serve there. And then it was time for my next step. And I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was like, I'm going to go to school. You know, it's fine. I'm going to pick back because I already thought my life was like set back like way. I was like, you know, I already surrendered eight months. Like I have to go to college. And so I was planning to go back. But then I received this email and this email kind of shook my world just a little bit. And it invited me back to be full time in full time ministry and their staff. And I was like, yeah, I was, it was an opportunity. But I was like, I had my plan set to go to school. I was like, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Get it? That's what I'm going to do. And so 
that happened, I got this email and I was going back and forth. And my mom was like, you should go talk to pastor. And I was like, I really don't want to go talk to pastor. <laughs> and, so, and so I went anyway, and he, he told me something, and he's so full of wisdom. All the young people in here, if you ever need anything, it's important to turn to, um, I don't want to say elderly, but the senior saints that are here. Like, they have so much, <laughs> they have so much wisdom that, They've been through it already, so I encourage you to go talk to them. Go seek their wisdom, because it's awesome. He told me, he said, Sincerity, you're not on the milk anymore. You're ready for the meat. And I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chow down on it, and I'm going to get in. He said, you know what God told you to do, so go and do it. He didn't tell me you should go to college or you should go to staff. He told me, you know what God told you. You know the voice of God, and you know the stranger that you don't listen to. So go and do it. And so I ended up going back, and I serve on full-time ministry for Birchfield Ministries International. And it's awesome. It's been a joy. I get to serve, so kind of full circle. Um, I get to serve in the TBI staff, which is Texas Bible Institute staff, and I work in their admissions department. So anything with recruiting, applications, um, the business side of it, all that stuff, I get to um, be a part of, which is awesome. We just graduated a class yesterday, which is my first time, and it was so cool. Now, like I said, this season wasn't organized, it wasn't planned out, and it wasn't laid out in front of me. God wasn't like, sincerity, this is what you're going to do. He was kind of like, okay, I'm going to put this in front of you, make a choice. And so I made a choice, and through all of that comes communication, communication with our Father. And that's one gift that I have been blessed with, I believe, during my season, just communicating with God, communicating with leadership, and also how to communicate with others. So while I was getting prepared for my study, I was looking up, um, you know, kind of what communication means, like the Webster Dictionary version of it. And the root word commune, what I found, it means is to impart something to another so that it becomes common to give to the giver and the receiver. To impart something to somebody that it becomes common. I think that word common is important. That we should talk to God so much that it becomes common. That we should talk to somebody and get so comfortable with them and learn how to grow and talk to strangers that it becomes common that you share the word of God with strangers. It becomes common that you're able to share with your pastors about stuff that you're going through. That's some, some people you should leave, lean on. And so my first point is communicating with our Father, our Heavenly Father. Um, you know, they say communicating with God is prayer. And I think that's, that's important, but what happens after we pray? I think, it, I think it's important that we pray, we listen, and then we converse with him. So you say, okay, Jesus, um, I really, 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 I can't just, I can't stand that lady. Jesus, like, I can't talk to her, and just please remove her from my path. And then you say amen, right? And then you don't listen to what he has to say. You kind of hang up the phone in a way. And you're like, okay, amen, God's going to take care of it. Now I'm going to go. But what if he wants to talk to you and tell you, hey, no, I give you boldness and I give you faith to go and talk to that lady. Maybe she's going through something. It's, 
you can't just hang up the phone on God because he wants to tell you how to solve it. And then when you say amen and then you go about your day, you don't think about it again. Then where does that leave you with nothing? And then you get frustrated and it leads you to all this other stuff when he's like, okay, you prayed to me, but I have your answer. Just listen. And so I think that's Mr. Terry kind of alluded to that earlier when he said the Holy Spirit just wants us to listen. And so I think that's important, too. And then after that, it's important that we converse with him. So something that I do um, during my day is if I'm forgetting something, I go, Jesus, you saw my to-do list. Help me. And he brings it back to my remembrance. Or Jesus, who do I need to pray for today? Or Jesus, what are your plans that you want me to jump into today? Not my plans or not what my day is consisting of, but Jesus, what do you have planned for your kingdom? And how can I jump in and serve and use my gifts and callings? And I think that's something that everybody needs to do. Wake up in the morning and say, Jesus, what are you doing today? What are you doing today? How can I help you? How can I serve? And then that brings you joy because that's your father, and he blesses us, and he rewards us with that. Okay, and my next point is when communicating with others. Um, I was not very good at this. I was um, in discipleship, the program that I went to. I was very shy, and I had one person, my my one best friend. She's in Atlanta now, and she goes to school at Spelman, and her name is Sydney, and I stuck with Sydney. Like, she was like on my hip and we were always either in the room together or at Devo together or we would go to town together and so that's one person that I trusted and that I got close to. I didn't really talk to anybody else so when it came to people asking me questions I was like Sydney help me (laughs) like somebody please talk for me and so I really didn't know how to communicate and I got put in this position in the business offices over there at the camp and I had to send emails, I had to make phone calls, I had to do all of this stuff, which grew me so much, but I didn't know how to do that without saying, okay, God, this is what you want me to do, and this is where you want me to serve, so teach me. And so that's where I learned how to communicate with others. And on the other side of that, on the spiritual side about communicating with others, I think that it's important that we have fresh manna, we have our fresh daily bread. And so We all know the story in Exodus where he talks about um, getting your manna, not letting your manna get old, but to come daily and to get it and to receive it. And so imagine this. Okay, try to picture this because it's about to get really gross. So you made this casserole on Sunday. It's a really good tater tot casserole. Got a lot of cheese on it. Mm, Glory to God. Okay, so (laughs) and so you got this tater tot casserole. And you tell us, like, hey, everybody, you know, come eat. We're going to eat this casserole. It's going to be great. Everybody eats. And then, you know, you tell one of your kids, like, okay, can you put the, put the leftovers in the fridge? But then they don't. And so it's set out. And then you forget about it. And then do you want to go back to that tater, tater tot casserole in three days and say, okay, everybody come eat this casserole that has mold in it and it stinks a little bit and the cheese is nasty, but come eat this. I wouldn't want that at all. <laughs> like, get that away from me. And so when we go to the word daily and we communicate with God, it helps us um, have fresh manna that we're able to give to others. We don't want to give anybody nasty old tater tot casserole that we got last Sunday at service, but we want to give them this fresh casserole with the nice melted cheese and the ground beef, and it's really good. 
And you want to offer them that? You don't want to give them your old manna that you got last Sunday. And so it's important that we go to God daily and we get in our devotional because that's also where we grow the most with him and we become comfortable with talking to him. And I think that's important that we become comfortable with our father because it becomes easier to pray because I had a struggle praying. I was like, okay, um, I had a struggle praying because I didn't know what to pray. And they always say, pray the promise, not the problem. And so I took a promise like Philippians 4.19, God supplies all my needs according to his, his riches and his glory. And so I would take that, I would pray it, add a little couple sentences to it, and that was it. And then it builds, and it builds, and it builds because I got used to praying for him. So it's like, not only am I going to pray for my financial needs, but I'm going to pray for my family because your word says I could have household salvation if one was saved in my house. Or Jesus, I, I know that you give me peace that surpasses all understanding. So no longer will I have anxiety or depression or anything like that because you call me to peace. And so it's just things like that that build us when we commune with God daily. And like the word says, it says God is our daily bread. And so I just encourage you to take that seriously, like daily bread, not weekly, not just on Tuesdays or not just on Wednesdays. Though it's good to have a schedule, at least you are reading, but daily bread. Um, the Bible app, I don't know, the little brown Bible app that I have on my phone has daily plans. I don't even have to make them. It has something for me to read already. It has a devotional that's written out. And so I use that um, and it's not our, Jesus is not like our little genie or our little um, butler. When we ring the bell, he comes. If he's staying with us daily, then we should be able to walk in authority daily because that's what he's given us. And so I think, yeah, that's important. And my last point is when communicating with leadership. This is something that... Um, not that I had struggled with, but I didn't know how to communicate with leadership because I was intimidated. And so it was always short and to the point, but I think when we are communicating with leadership, it's important that we understand, we honor, and we have honesty. So when it comes to communicating with leadership, understanding them. You don't have to necessarily honor or like them or bow down to their feet, but you have to honor the position that God has placed them in. It's not... We didn't put them there. They were there because God put a gift inside them to be there. And so it's important that we honor the position, and that's how we can honor God through that as well. And so and it's important to have honesty because they may see you frustrated or you may have an attitude a little bit with them or you don't know how to communicate with them, but they see that and they know that. But it's important that we're honest, like, hey, um, when I get 15 emails in the morning or right when I walk into the office and you ask me 10 questions, like, that kind of sets me back on my day. Could you maybe give me five minutes in my office? Like, it's just important. And it's ways that you can say it that help them understand. And it's important to have that honesty with your leadership. That's one thing that I had to tell my leadership that I'm around. I was like, hey, in the morning, I just need 10 minutes so I can get back to these 10 voicemails and these 10 emails. After that, feel free, barge in, you know, and it's just things like that, and all of these things has helped me just communicate with Jesus, and it taught me honor, and it taught me true surrenderance, and it gives me peace, 
Communication brings you to peace. And then after peace comes trust. Then after trust comes faith. And so once you build that and you go over that again and again, you build your faith. And I think that it's awesome when you are able to communicate with a father who understands. And so you communicate with him and you tell him what you're going through and you tell him your obstacle, obstacle, but okay, this cool story. Mike Todd said that we view our obstacles as a hard time or we view our obstacles as something that we have to drag ourselves through, but it's awesome when we just get to take a step through the obstacle and we get to walk through it with Jesus because we have that authority or we get to take a step not seeing it as an obstacle, but because God can move mountains. And if he can move mountains and he promised me, promises me all that he has, that means I can move a mountain too. And so it's just important that we see obstacles as an opportunity to build our faith. My friend, my friend Bumi, because uh, Texas Bible Institute is an international business, so she's from Africa. She got to come, and she was in my class. She said, God is like an ocean. He's so vast. Why would we run to an ocean with a spoon and just get a spoonful of water of what we needed when we can have a constant portal, which is the Holy Spirit pouring into us daily? I don't want to run to the ocean with a spoon when I'm ready to have a constant connection and constant communication flowing into me daily. And with all of these, it became easier for me to pray, easier for me to communicate with God and people in general. My daily devotional became easier because not only did I understand, but I knew my father understood what I was trying to say. And it gives you love. It gives you a fresh love, a love like never before when you're able just to communicate. And I think that when we learn how to communicate with others, then we're able to understand others because God gives us understanding as well. And so with that being said, I just want to pray, and I thank you again for giving me this opportunity to speak. Father, I thank you that not only did you speak through me, Father, but the ears were open today, Father, and that at the sound of my voice, Jesus, that they heard your word, Father. And I pray that you just bless us to give us strength and a new anointing, Father, just to know who you are and understand who you are and understand your love, Father, and give us give us peace, Jesus, about communicating with you. And may it become so easy that is something that we can do daily, Father. And I just pray a blessing over these people, Jesus, that they will receive your love like no ever, like no, not ever before, Jesus. And I just thank you that you're going to continue to bless us and you're going to continue to allow us to stand strong on your promises and on your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, stand up. Give her a hand clap. Wow. That is amazing. Sincerity. That is so amazing. Thank you for letting God use you this morning. Well, Father God, we just love you. We worship you. Come on, take this time to communicate with God. The altar is open. We're going to worship a little bit this morning. Um, Take all those things that um, Terry said and that Sincerity said and let those soak into your spirit this morning. God has something for you. If you haven't already gotten it this morning, come on forward. The altar's open. He's not done speaking to you this morning. And he loves you. Father God, we worship you. We love you. Father God, thank you that we can run to you. 
that we can call out your name in need. Come on, somebody say the name of Jesus. Ooh, the Holy Ghost is moving in this place. Father, speak to us. Our hearts are open. Our minds are open. Come on, let's communicate with him this morning. Let's give him our all. In Jesus' name we pray. For a miracle, my heart longs for a little bit of hope. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. A child prays for peace on earth, and she's calling out from the sea of her. Oh,
pause for a little bit of hope, oh come, oh come,
she sings those words so pretty. But they're not just words she's singing. It's truth she's telling. Some of you struggle so much because things that you do or things that you don't do, whichever one, you know, they're both, they both, if you're not careful, will have such damage. And they stop you from running to the Father. And He's not wanting to condemn you. But if you'll stay in His presence long enough, those issues will truly subside and you'll be able to hear His voice and you'll be able to follow His direction. Run to the Father. Just, you know, no matter what. You know, just no matter what, run to the Father in any issue. You know, I love Terry's message. I don't think I'll ever forget toad mode. I'm telling you, that is more powerful than most people think because there's not a one of us that we don't go in toad mode. I mean, I, I know I'm one of them. I can do, I don't holler and scream, I just toad mode. And, you know, we think that has a little more character to it because, you know, my wife will say, so you're not talking, it's your third day. Sometimes it can go more than three days. And it's like I'm doing something valiant because, it, well, I'm not hollering. I'm not saying ugly things. I'm, and I'll talk to everybody else. That's what toad mode does. It talks to everybody but the person that's on your team. Yeah. It's the craziest thing how that goes. And really, he was talking about marriage. And in Corinthians, it talks about us being married to Jesus first. And if you can get that concept, then your marriage will be okay. And I'm not telling you, you'll never be tempted to go into toad mode. But you definitely don't have to stay there. That was a message of nobody, other, for no one else, Terry. It was for me. But I don't think it was just for me. Amen. Because I think many people do it not just in their marriages, but I think they do it on their jobs. I think they, and it's all about a spirit of rejection. It's all, all about thinking that the person that we're getting mad at, for some reason, they're doing it on purpose. Have we ever thought, just not my wife, but all you other women, that we all have some issues. And maybe my wife doesn't want to do what she did to offend me, but maybe she can't help it sometimes. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just think we all get this idea that, especially our, our mates, we're, they're, just, they're just doing it on purpose. So we go toad mode, rejection, I know. Uh, and, you know, we need to uh, give Terry and, oh my gosh, Cece, growed up. She has, uh, it, it's so great to hear her. It's so great to, to hear that she's grown up. And, you know, I just really do prophetically say this is just the beginning of the places she'll stand in front of people. Uh, the greater opportunity, the greater message that will come, you know, from her heart and from her wisdom. Uh, it's just so good. Everything she said, how, how can you trump that? You can't. It's truth. And, you know, when she says that now, she's come from, you know, like all of us, from not knowing really what was truth and not understanding how. And now she's embarking because of the position God has given her on a journey that she applies what she's learning on a daily basis. That's the man of things she's talking about. Daily. And, you know, who knows where it's going to take her. But I know one thing, what she said today is going to take me some places. You know, what she said today is going to be applicable, not 
just to her life, but to my life. And I hope you received all of that. It's so good. About authority. That's Come on, toad mode authority. Come on, somebody. Just anybody tell you anything. Who do they think they are? That's the first thing we do. We just rear up and talk crazy and be disrespectful. I just want you to know both those messages were really good. And I think they have some impact. I think they have places of application for all of us. I want to ask you today. I want to leave you here without asking you. You you can't even get any of this message until you're on the right wavelength with God. The right wavelength. And I don't know what's standing in your way. It could be many things. It could be authority. It could be that, you know, many times we read the Bible and then we inject our opinion. And we think that those two go together because God doesn't do anything. No, He does. Because when your opinion is injected to the Word of God, it causes compromise. And if it causes compromise, it's stopping what God wants to do in full measure. I'm not saying you won't walk in a little bit of blessing. I'm not saying you won't walk in a little bit of victory. But both of those things will be temporary. They just will. God works in the purity of His Word because it never changes. It's not against you. It's for you. But I think many times we read the Word of God, and when it comes to a place of application, when it comes to a place where the Holy Ghost is giving us direction, I just think we get like, well, that's just, God doesn't, you don't understand. Yes, He does. Yes, He does. That's why He allowed His Son, His only Son at that point, to be beaten unrecognizable because He understood our difficulty, and we would not have an excuse to say you don't understand. He does understand. I don't care where you are. It's only deception in you that's causing you to think he doesn't understand. It's only deception in you thinking that that in reality that he hasn't done enough. It's only deception in you to think that there's another way somewhere out there that you can get bypass dealing, like Terry said, with you. You got to deal with you. I'm sorry, God is dealing with everybody else on, his, on their own level. But don't think because, you know, if, if Terry makes me mad, well, God better deal with Terry. No, God better deal with me. And he's going to, but there's still that volition. There's still that choice. Today, what's stopping you? What's hindering God's message in your life? You're angry, like Terry said? Maybe you're... Struggling in some of the things that Cece said about authority. It really hits me strong when she starts talking about authority. You know, it's really wild. I'm sorry, Cece, I don't remember all the things I said to you in there. I don't because I talked to so many people, but I do remember I gave you the choice to do what God told you to do. And that's all it was. You have to do it. And see, she heard what she needed to hear, and then she made the choice. Well, I want you to hear today. What do you need to do? You need to come up here and ask God to to help you remove something that's in your way. It's causing you not to hear. What is it? Is there there a real issue and you're saying, well, you know, but but God and I are going to work that out later. That's why he came to church today. So you understand he's already worked it out. And he wants to remove it so that when when you begin to recognize that encroachment again, you can say, not today. 
not today you're not and every time it starts to happen and eventually the enemy may move in another direction but it won't be that way anymore because you recognize that temptation that attack that's trying to to, trying to to get you to miss the voice of god is there anybody like that today thank you